Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Brian. And I'm Benedict. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on by using candles instead of lights. Today is December 22nd, and I'm feeling relaxed. Excellent. This is episode number 71, and I am feeling rested. Glad you're feeling relaxed. Um, yeah. Uh, just decided to do nothing this week. Well, sort of. Like, at least not work on any any new feature as I try to launch something or finish something. Um, but still working, though. So what were you, what did you decide to hammer out? Um, well, the database got hammered, so oh, <laughs> I had to upgrade okay. the database earlier today. Um, but for, other than for that... A good, like, for a good reason or because somebody was just... Well, I guess overall, overall growth. Um, okay. Nice, yeah. It seems like data the database always was, wants to be like uh, database expenses want to be like ten to fifteen percent of our MRR. So when MRR grows, database <laughs> wants to catch up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, did you did you end up getting you weren't feeling well last week? Did you end up? I I I saw a doctor the next day, um, and uh, she checked my throat and stuff. But it was like, yeah, it doesn't look too bad. You probably don't need like antibiotics or something. Okay, all right, cool. So it was fine. Um, good. Didn't go away. It's still not fully good. Like it still feels a little bit awkward, but um, it it didn't get bad. Like I didn't get any fever or had to <laughs> totally stop doing anything. So yeah, it was fine. Yeah, good deal. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, so, okay. So the database, you're trying to figure some stuff out there. Had to fix that up. What else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Like I, by, by now I, I noticed early signs of the database being too small, <laughs> the, uh, running, running into the memory limits because I start to get like notifications. That stuff is going slower than usual and it's still, I think this time I caught it early enough and didn't wait until things were falling over. Mm -hmm. um, but boy, it's painful. Like <laughs> upgrading the database, uh, we are using Heroku Postgres, and um, yeah, at this stage, like upgrading is basically doubling the monthly expenses. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite double that, but close, close enough. So yeah, um, yeah, it's like it's expensive and. Uh, Hurts a little bit to to make that upgrade. <laughs> yeah, is um have, did, have you gotten feedback from other folks in the tiny seed, either in your cohort or the mentors that yeah you know what ten to fifteen percent of your cost going to database for a business like yours that's actually that's kind of expected. Uh, I haven't asked. Uh huh. To be honest, um, but I mean yeah we're processing a lot of data and storing a lot of data and doing right. a lot of work with data so. It's not surprising that it's like one of the biggest um, uh, categories expenses. of expenses. Mm -hmm. So um, it doesn't feel wrong still. Um, that being said, like uh, uh, using Heroku Postgres is probably not the cheapest option. That was the next thing I was going to ask. But at like, I looked into Amazon RDS uh, mm -hmm. earlier today because I was like, mm, yeah, maybe. 
this is the way like we can we maybe we can switch to that but to be honest like the savings aren't that significant like i try to to guesstimate like um what a similar setup would look like on rds and what that would cost and it's not that much cheaper like it's maybe 100 200 dollars per month cheaper interesting okay but it comes with a lot of open questions like how do like how does how do backups work? How do like failovers work? Like all all those things that Heroku just solves for you yeah. are kind of unknowns. And um, I'm not sure if it's worth saving a little bit of money and then, well, running into other problems and falling sure. on the face basically <laughs> next yep. time something goes wrong. So I feel like the point of... Like th there will be a point in time where it makes sense to switch to something else and maybe even running our own servers with own database software on there. But I don't I don't think it's now. Um I think we have other problems to solve first. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Well, um okay, that's I the other interesting thing you said in there is that you can kind of you kind of see it coming now. Um so what what exactly does that does that look like? Um, so we are we run AppSignal for performance monitoring. Okay. And what they do is um, I've basically got alerts for queue time in the background queue and um, as well as job count. And we we reevaluate all our segments once per day, at least once per day, mm. um, or when other stuff changes and. I can see that at night when we we start reevaluating stuff, um, that I'm starting to see those notifications come in where um, queue time is over half a minute, um, and it quick it, it resolves itself within like twenty minutes or so. Right. Um, but it's like the, an early indicator that stuff is getting slower, it's getting ready to happen, and um, then. I, today I noticed that even just like browsing browsing the UI for some for some pages got got slower, and then looking into the database it was obvious that um, load average on the database server server went up and I/O operations went up as well, which is usually a sign that yeah yeah the database yeah like I mean it's the database size itself is way bigger than we have memory, um, but I think. The thing where it falls over is when one of the large indexes doesn't fit into memory anymore, and then stuff gets really slow right. because then even even index lookups aren't fast anymore because it's swapping yep. data from disk and back to memory and back and forth, and that that slows things down slows things down noticeably, especially on like across all queries like. There are queries that are slow by nature because they are super complex, um, but like even the simple ones get slower because, of course, the database is busy with other stuff, and mm -hmm. that's usually just uh, the time when we need to upgrade. <laughs> so I did that today because I felt like, hey, Christmas is coming up. You don't want to upgrade. <laughs> you don't want to be Christmas Eve or something. Like yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Probably a probably a good call. Well, it, it would it would be really interesting to hear from other people who are, you know, running at least a similar style of yeah. of SaaS. Like, what what percentage of your revenue goes to storage? What goes to you know 
database processing, what goes to, I don't know, what are the other, you know, things you guys are paying for? It'd be, yeah. it'd be pretty fascinating to, to see that, that breakdown. I should probably start asking around about that because it, it would be interesting to see, mm-hmm. like, is there something, like, are we doing something obviously wrong <laughs> and uh, spending way too much? Yeah. But then again, I mean, it, it's kind of be expected that it will get more expensive the more data we process. So yeah. yep. it doesn't feel wrong. It just doesn't feel good to spend more money on the database. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it keeps you from uh, trying to put out a fire on Christmas Eve, probably yeah. money well spent, yeah. but uh but yeah, point. I point think so taken. too. Point taken. What else? So, so okay. So you didn't try to roll out any new features at all. Um, well, I'm not working on features this week. Like it's Christmas week, so mm-hmm. um, trying to take it slow. Uh, yeah. Just do a little bit of customer support, do do calls and stuff that are already scheduled, but not push myself to finish something or. Um, get this one thing fixed or whatever. It's just like deal with what comes up, but not like not put more work in than absolutely necessary, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, last week uh, I finally rolled out the uh, company triggers that have been, I've been talking about for nice. a while. Yep. <laughs> to everybody? No, I still behind the feature flag, um, but I rolled it out uh, there, there now and I talked to at least one customer. Yeah, one customer is using them, and he already had a good, a lot of good feedback um, about things I didn't, I didn't think about. <laughs> so, uh, once again, it proves okay. valuable to get yeah. people get it in people's hands earlier than yeah. uh, than otherwise. Um, but yeah, he raised a good, a lot of good questions. Um, for example. Now that we have company data in there, he wanted to reference company data in the emails, which is kind of obvious, but <laughs> <laughs> that code wasn't even in there. So I had to add that that one after the fact. And of course, the next follow-up question was, yeah, and how do I get company data in the in the previews? So we can preview, you can yeah. uh, preview emails based on user data where you can search for user and then show the email in the context of that particular user. And of course, now he needs to also select a company for the well to to match up and that was something I totally did not have on my radar at all. It makes total well, sense. That's the um, great thing about shipping it. Yeah. Well, yeah. now you know the thing you should know. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's all a guess. So, um, yes, I think long story short is uh, ship early, ship often, mm-hmm. <laughs> ship behind feature flag and get real customers to use it. <laughs> yeah. Well, congrats on that's that. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels good to get it out there before the end of the year. <laughs> did did anything else come of uh, of Jane's interviews? Um, I think last week you were saying, you know, yeah, I've done, I've done many of them, but there's no like clear, obvious thing to do. Yeah, um, I think we still have to do like one last round of. Well, summary and uh, analysis. Yep. But I guess our gut feeling goes to going down the marketing road. Um, let's uh, like I'm not committing, but um, yeah. it came up a couple times, and even 
paying customers are basically hinting us, uh, pushing us into the direction of, hey, it would be super nice if I could just use use this for all my emails. Um, so maybe it's the most reasonable thing to do, mm-hmm. especially as um, it doesn't involve that many new features. Like, sure, like to be able to like fully promote it as an ESP, like marketing ESP. There's yeah. there's still a couple of things we have to do, but I think it's easier to break down into small chunks and um, like roll them out one by one. For example, first thing would be to just update our terms of services to not prohibit marketing emails. <laughs> it would be like a good first step in the direction, and then. Um, right now, we require a user identifier for every user, yeah, and basically lifting that limitation so we can just like subscribe people with just an email address, and like basically slowly work our way into that direction. And uh, the more like early adopter users can start using it without us being feature complete because they don't need forms; they can just like do API calls themselves and stuff like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> Do you? I haven't. I haven't looked recently. Um, are is are you metering email? Like, are you charging by by emails, or is it only by users right now? Like your your account tiers are set only by users, yeah. right? Okay. Right now, it's only by users um, and unlimited emails per month. Yeah, unlimited okay. emails per month. Um. Initially, we were worried about email cost, and okay. uh, we had like limitations on amount of emails you can send. But it turned out to be like compared to the database, okay. it's nothing compared to that Heroku database. <laughs> yeah, well, no, not exactly. I mean, they're still in the same in the same range, well, in yeah. the same um, magnitude. But um, it's a lot cheaper than we anticipated in the in the beginning. And also turns out it's really a problem. Like people don't send that many emails. Um, and um, yeah, for now it sounds like it looks like it's fine. Um, that could be and that's, pretty darn interesting if you are then allow them to be able to cancel a different service, you know? Yeah. But I don't know how, how many, how many of those people are also like have, somewhat sophisticated sequences and and workflows through through email campaigns i guess there are some people who have significant uh, setups elsewhere but i think the people who are requesting us uh, are requesting this don't have like significant <laughs> setups any, anywhere else it sounds more like they have something else because they kind of need something else for the marketing yeah. list Mm-hmm. But it's not like they are putting a lot of effort in there okay. because otherwise they just want to be able to send their marketing blast from user list yeah. as well. Yeah. Instead of maintaining two tools, just mm-hmm. maintain one. And it's totally reasonable. I think it's like it's one of those things that people mentioned since day one, <laughs> basically. Um and uh it sounds like it looks like it's the easiest path to go down to and um yeah, maybe we'll do it. Like, no final decision yet, but I think sure. the gut, our gut, both of our gut feelings are like, yeah, let's let's ex- let's explore this a little bit more and see what we can. Well, that'll be 
yeah, really interesting to see. First of all, what what y'all decide, um, and if yeah. you do, if it suddenly becomes a no brainer for a, a segment of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's interesting is like some of like some of the people, and like the number of like examples of people who actually said it is relatively low, but. We had some someone talk, we talked to who was like super into yeah this needs to be a customer support thing I need live chat and otherwise it doesn't make any sense and uh, mm. when Jane mentioned that we're thinking about doing this it suddenly clicked in their mind and they were like ah interesting yeah I can see using that even without live chat and uh, mm -hmm. help desk and stuff like that and yeah that that was kind of was a bit encouraging because it's the easier change to make and apparently like it changes the posi positioning a little bit and suddenly they don't compare us to intercom anymore but they compare us to their marketing esp and maybe that's the better category to compete in who knows i mean who knows? you have to see yeah. <laughs> well it's... yeah interesting and then there's rob oh. who's like don't do it don't do it <laughs> oh really why <laughs> Uh, just because emails are a pain. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit down that road. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I will never run a business like this. <laughs> I mean, Again. I get the point. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, man. Well, can't wait to hear what you decide. Anything else? What you, what's, on, what's on the plate uh, for this week? Um, yeah, Christmas is on the plate for this week. Yeah. Okay. Nothing else. Um, are you shutting it down end of end of today, or are you gonna do some work tomorrow? And um, I think I still I will probably still some, do some work. I think there's one call. No, if yeah, we have one call tomorrow, and then another one on on Thursday. I'll probably attend those, but um, yeah, I hope that's it. I am not planning to, as I said, not planning to do any major product yeah. work. Just like yeah. show up for customer support and mm -hmm. sales calls, and that's it. That's and then, yeah, uh, Friday. I'll definitely take Friday off. <laughs> I would the weekend for sure. <laughs> I, would, I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's happening in uh, Brian Brian's life? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, the life of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> nice i've actually never seen that movie uh, a lot of people are probably screaming at their, <laughs> at their i think uh, i saw it once right now. yeah um yeah no no man i i have honestly not felt this at peace all year long uh, um, and uh yeah so i've just been really trying to take it trying to take it easy um this new client Con this new contract that I got has just been such a welcome, such a welcome change. Mm. Um, I mean, I was really optimistic about it as I was pitching it and could just see a way where I could deliver full-time value at halftime hours. Um, and so far that is turning out to be completely true. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's just a really nice, currently it is just a really great setup. They are very pleased with everything I'm doing. 
and it you know it takes about half of my time per week uh and oh, hits 100 percent of my monthly target it is like it is just such a welcome welcome win um and so that's just been this huge you know weight off um and so yeah i've i've been you know the thing that we talked about a little while ago just like remove the pressure to of feeling like i have to you know do this um solo entrepreneur thing solo bootstrapped thing um and so with my with a little bit of my extra time i've been uh co-designing this board game (laughs) with a with a friend of mine um and just for fun and it has been such a such a refreshing thing and and change of pace and just it feels it scratches all the itches it like it feels creative it's collaborative it's novel um like mm-hmm. it's just it's just the greatest right now um so so cool so so cool tell tell me a little bit more about that like uh what's what's it's about I, I think you mentioned some of it uh, in previous episodes but I, I, to be honest I, I don't recall I don't, the think, I don't think this one I think I, I think I mentioned a while ago that um, I kind of like scrapped together a, a little like dungeon crawl you know fighting monsters with magic game for my for my uh, my youngest to just yeah. get him to do a bunch of math without realizing it. This this one, um, the the idea is basically it's a cooperative game where one person is a lost hiker, and the mm. other the other people are a search and rescue team. And so I think you mentioned that one as well. Oh, yeah. did I? Okay, all right, cool. So yeah, but the, tell tell me more. Tell me more. Well, so the so the the lost the lost hiker, your your job is basically to just try to survive. So you're trying to manage your water resources and your health. And so you, um, like as the, as the hiker, you have a, a terrain tile. So you're like in the, you know, grassy foothills. And so you can look for water, you can forage for materials, but you have no idea where you are. And so each time you go to a new tile, you're not building out a map. You're just replacing where you were. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the search and rescue team, they know where they are. So they're going to be building out the map as they explore. And so um, they're going to be like trying to find, you know, hints and clues, uh, signs of where the hiker is. And then eventually, you know, if they if the search and rescue team manages to find the hiker, then it's a true co-op game and you're trying to get back to the trailhead. But the first half or so of the game is basically the hiker just trying to survive all the mishaps like nocturnal predators and animal attacks, severe weather, um, mm-hmm. faulty gear. You lose all your water, out of control campfire. <laughs> you lose two hearts unless you've crafted a shelter. Um, so, like that's that's basically the the concept. Mm, okay. um, and so uh, it's it, it's been so much fun um, to collaborate on this thing. We've like you know scratched it out on some some prototype, you know, some blank playing cards and played through it um you know probably i don't know like 10 or a dozen or so times now um and the first the first two or three were terrible and now it's like oh this is actually this is kind of fun this is pretty cool um i can really see the promise here so um 
okay yeah sorry so that's that that side project has just been so refreshing and so rewarding um and i can i i'm fairly certain that i can say i i will not be trying to solo bootstrap you know a product anytime soon um (laughs) so which is which is different from saying headlamp is dead and i don't think that there's anything for it um or that it doesn't have a future it's just that i i do think right now i'm not interested in trying to do it alone yeah and so um so here's my here's my proposal because <laughs> because what does that what does that mean for brian and slow and steady you know the podcast where you follow along so we try to uh figure out how to, to bootstrap a sass um my proposal is that my side of this story now becomes an honest peek into my life as i try to recover from burnout by designing a board game for fun sounds sounds good I, I'm okay. up for that. <laughs> um, and so the you know the 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 updates will be because um, it's it's actually so so similar to trying to build a web app from scratch. Um, like the podcasts I'm listening to now are yeah. How do you self publish a uh, a board game. Um, well, you need to start off by, you know, finding a community, contribute to the community, uh, try and build up some sort of an audience so that when you, you, you have something to launch, that there are people ready to, you know, to back it on Kickstarter and et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and everybody's like, get it, you know, don't over-design it, get it to the table. Like you, we, we you are talking about building an app. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it's it's so funny that that does feel like there's a ton of a ton of overlap, but uh, but yeah, a a bucket list like check uh, checked item has has for a little while been for me to 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 design and publish a, a board game that I can hold in my hand and play with my friends and family. So it it feels like that's definitely where I want to point my creative energy uh, for a little while. Um, because I can feel it rejuvenating me, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, in, in a way that trying to build this thing on the side hasn't in a while. So you mentioned a couple of things and I was too scared to ask it earlier, but then now I'm going to ask. So you mentioned, you mentioned publishing audience Kickstarter. Um, <laughs> are you, are you building another business? No, no, no. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll say it again. No. Um, <laughs> so, and I, and I also say like, even doing Kickstarter um, is, is not even a, a definite or a given. Like, so my, my friend who, who I'm co-designing this with, um, he's a, he's, he and his wife are also self-employed entrepreneurs. They're wedding photographers. Um, and so there is, we, we've joked about it, how we both just have this default thing of, oh, this would be cool. How could we, so how, how would you design a business around this? No, 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 don't do that. This is just for fun. This is just for fun. If we design this and it is fun to play and we each put in $450 each and have 50, you know, a, a run of 50 made and give it away, cool. That will have been worth it. Um, okay. And so that is, 
That is the current position. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. I was a little bit worried that <laughs> essentially replacing code with uh, pen and paper, but nothing yeah. else changes. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, 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 no. I mean, which I'm not saying that it's that is the wrong thing, uh, a a wrong thing to do, but um, mm-hmm. I was a little bit worried that you'd run into the same problems that yeah. you run into with a software business yep. uh, as well. So sure, you are. A good friend and wise for pointing that out um and so hold me hold me to that i mean if you know four months down the road it has felt like a completely rejuvenating experience and yeah actually we could build a page and throw it up on kickstarter that and and see then then great but that's definitely yeah. not that's not a, a current goal um, okay. it would be it would be worth. It would be a success to just have a printed version of the game that we could each hold in our hand and give to some friends and family. Done. Cool. Yeah, that sounds like a a, a good first goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. I have no, like. I'm wondering if we should talk about like more of the about the about the how to because I have no idea like. How how do you even approach something like mm. this? Like, how do you come up with a good idea, and how do you, how do you figure out the mechanics? I mean, is it is it mostly adapting concepts from games you already know, and or yeah, I mean, it's a it's a combination for sure. Are you do you play a lot of board games? I don't play a lot of board games. Um, I only well, only a couple of years ago started to enjoy it again or yeah. even yeah. like as a kid i've been not not good at playing any types of board games <laughs> because i got upset way too way too fast <laughs> <laughs> if i wasn't winning then i'd get super mad and uh that removed the joy uh of playing for for everyone else <laughs> as yeah. well as for me <laughs> So, I, yeah, I wasn't into board games until I, until I was able to manage my response to losing. Yes, yeah, it's it's helpful to always remember that it's just a game, um, yeah. and uh, and yes, even if you lose, then it was fun to try to solve a puzzle for a little while. I mean, we we can definitely always go into more in depth on this, you know, later for sure. But in I I will just say like in short that. Yeah, what I've what I've been doing um, is first like just starting with the theme, you know. And so um, we were on a camping trip, and I was like, "Ooh, that would be a fun game!" Like if you got lost, and then other people are trying to trying to find you. Okay, so what does that what does that mean? Um, and then so having the theme in mind and mapping that to certain game mechanics that you're familiar with, then okay, this. Like what? What sort of map building does the hiker have that makes sense to the theme? What sort of map building does the rescue team have that makes sense to the theme? How do you do hand management? Um, what's like the draft, uh, the crafting pool, and drafting from that deck look like based on like the things that you have in your hand? Um, and so, yeah, it's it's like a bit of starting with the story and then thinking about mechanics that you know work in other games and blending them all together to create something hopefully unique that's really fun so anyway when i have a uh when i have like a a playable 
version on Tabletop Simulator or Tabletopia or something, which are these platforms that basically make it pretty easy to to build a prototype that people can play online. I will for sure. Nice. I, I, I wasn't aware that that is even a thing, but now that you mentioned it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. awesome. So, I mean, I guess, you know, reach out and let us, let us know. Is that at all compelling? Um, and on his peak into my life, I try to recover from burnout <laughs> by, by doing something purely for fun. Um, because yeah, that's where, that's where my head's at at the moment. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I'm a little bit jealous to be honest. <laughs> I think we said this last week. I'm, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little bit yeah. jealous that you have some yeah. actual MRR and something to try to try to build. I mean, that's, that's just the whole point. It's just like, I think being content with, with where you are being present, but it's not easy to do. Yeah, for sure. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. Well, that's, I mean, that's all I've, that's all I've got. Are you, uh, anything else we need to cover on your side? No, I don't think so. I think that right. that's it for this week. And I think let's let, let us be the last episode of this year. Let's yeah. Yeah, totally. Then, yeah, uh, like be back in 2021. Yes. The new year. Right on. Well, happy holidays. Um, get some, get some rest and